I'll just let the music keep going the whole episode. <laughs> just keep, just keep on keeping on. It's good though. Anyways, welcome to the 50th episode of Articulate. Can you believe that we made it here? Ugh, looking back at the episodes it is insane and disgusting and kind of nice, you know, to have that record and it's like journalism, I guess, in a way, but for my life, so it really applies to nothing else but me. Um, but, you know, it's it's just, it's just cool. And, uh, yeah, so to celebrate the 50th episode, I wanted to do something special, obviously, but, you know, I've already done all the special stuff, you know, I've had more than one guest, and I've done, like, introspective episodes and, you know, learning episodes and whatnot. So, for this one, I'm just going to do some stories and poems, a poem, <laughs> that I wrote. It's really not going to be that long, probably, but uh, just some original content, and I don't know, I have nowhere else to put it, and this seems like a good place to do it, so should be fun. I uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, I'm going to start out with a poem that I wrote, because uh, I think it's like, you know, it's kind of serious, but it's pretty light, too, and it's a good way to start it out, and we'll go into the other stuff. All right. An old man at the store glanced at me, intensely sour, as he saw me in the checkout lane, purchasing the latest superpower. There was no cutting in this timeline behind phones waiting and losing hope, and the elder just shook his head and got back to work on his duck whittled of soap. I listened hard and heard the group continuously ignoring, ignoring the old fella, because he was ignorant, ignorant and boring. But what was interesting and attention-grabbing? Not empathy, perspective, or change, just an escalating conversation on the fictional 80s and some kids discovering things get strange. Some used to look 1980 forward, imagining a utopian dystopia created from the mind. And some still do, for sure, but with the noise from the vampires, it can be pretty tricky to find. But at least it's there as we experience ludicrous speed, animals watching civilizations rise and fall passing through wormholes with jet engines and water, and getting super fucking confused by it all. But hey, we're here, trying to figure out rules and sides and where we're supposed to be, and that unites us and leads me to believe that we all share something and can unanimously agree that an old dog is one of the saddest sights to see. The Warehouse He didn't know how much longer he could stand it. It was morning. Again. It'd be a nice time to wake up if he'd actually got any sleep. Keep moving forward. Get out of bed. An apple a day gives you as much energy as a cup of coffee, apparently. He consumes both, just in case. In the car, he avoids another breakdown. Breathe. You're in the car. You've got another ten minutes before you get there. The sunrise looks nice doesn't feel nice, but it looks nice. This song's good, but it'd take energy to sing along. Five minutes. There's still five whole minutes. Breathe. He parks and enjoys the end of the song. Too bad it has to end. Immediately he hops out and heads for the entrance. It was worth rushing a little just to hear the end of the song. Time is money, but if you're efficient, you can balance pain and pleasure. That's what they say, at least. They. Clock in. Don't talk to anybody. You can nod and smile to be polite. 
People recognize the effort, but no conversation. That would be inefficient. Get dressed. Sign out the equipment. Oh good, the janky mic. Awesome. Waste time going back and asking the inefficient worker for a new one. It's not their fault, but it does affect you. Breathe. This one's alright. It'll do. It doesn't really matter. You've got to hit the floor and figure it out, no matter what. His hands are numb. They'll warm up. It'll be over soon. Just one more. Stop. If you think about the pleasure of the future, you're not experiencing the pain of the now. You get too much dopamine already. Don't take away from what could be. But it has been a while. Flow. The numbness is over. You don't have to think anymore. That's nice. Don't take first break because that's inefficient and it breaks flow. He wishes lunch wasn't required. A free meal today. Yippee. They all sit quietly eating the food they didn't pick out. No customization. That's inefficient. No talking. It wastes energy. Inefficient. Finish early. It doesn't help you, but it engages flow faster. Flow. This music is awful. It's like they want it to be objective, so they use the objective worst. It's there. Enough to not cause any complaints, I guess. It adds to the headache. And the arm ache. And the backache. Stop. Flow. It's gonna be a late day? Shit. Flow. He leaves in a hurry. It'll be over soon. Just one more. The warm car feels nice. That fourth cup of coffee kicks in, barely. It'll make the hour easier. Still, not enough energy to sing along. The high of flow makes the ride easier, but it can't last long. He hasn't seen her in ages. At least you're far removed from the memory. Time heals all wounds. That's what they say. They. Who is they? Are they always right? That'd be something she found funny. He hears her laugh. They know best, because they're real. And they want us to be real. Whatever that means. Ouch. Did that play into the outcome? You don't feel real in flow. You just don't feel. It's better than the pain, but you need to feel the pain to make the pleasure better, more real. However, if the pain is too much, it's unnecessary. He takes a few pills. It helps. That's what they say. Shoot. Only five more minutes. He didn't stay focused, stay present. He let time slip. He didn't enjoy the blue sky or the song. There's time for one more. It doesn't hit the same. He turns off the car before it's over. He gets out to stretch. It's supposed to help, but it hurts. Where do the keys go again? The right or the left rear tire? Left, maybe. Whatever. Fuck them. They'll figure it out. They. It's nice because the mask from work can be used elsewhere. It came free with the job. Now he can use it for his other one. Got everything? You have to be professional. Prepared. A veteran. That's what your older brother would say. He knows best. Spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch. Glasses, wallet, keys, and gun. You've got to be a veteran. It's hot out here. The mask doesn't help, for sure. At least it's not freezing. Enjoy it. There's not many people in there. Enjoy it. That's a rare occurrence. Just one more. 
The bank is cool, but not freezing. It's nice. But you have to be efficient. Time is money. That's what they say. That's what he says. The people look scared. Flow. You don't have to feel. The teller knows the protocol. The elevator music isn't so harsh. Objectively neutral. She hands back the bag. Smile and nod, but don't start conversation. That's inefficient. He's out just in time. Not soon enough. You shouldn't have appreciated the cool air. It's hot and that's it. They pick you up and you're off. Oh good, a janky car. Waste time with an explanation. It's not their fault, but it does affect you. It's fine. You've been efficient. Reflection is important. It's a gratitude in itself. That's what they say. You've just got to make time for it. And time is money. The car pops. The tire, the engine, whatever. It pops. Then stops. Then cops. He runs. If he is efficient enough, he can cut corners faster than them. He can save his energy for the right time. Wasting is not an option. Another pop. But he's not in the car. Experience the pain of now. It'll add to the pleasure of the future. He couldn't tell if the pops were internal or external. If the pain is too much, it's unnecessary. Wasting is not an option. He's on the ground. Breathe. You've got a few minutes. The sunset looks nice. It feels nice, too. Breathe. That's what they say. They. Breathe. Just one more. He doesn't want it. Honestly, Steve, I'm starting to worry about him. What? The kid likes reading. Isn't that what we told him to like? Yeah, but just look at him. Surrounded by kids his age and he won't put that book down. I just feel like he's missing out on that social part of his childhood. He lives through those books. Look, he's only, he's only 15. Still a lot of growing to do, honey. If he's 17 and still doing the same thing, maybe. But it takes time. Trust me. I, I was a teen boy once, too. If you say so. Adam's sitting on a park bench outside his house, reading Stephen King's It. He's annoyed by the kids running around him. Two active kids come up to him. One is filming. Hey, kid, why you clowning? He throws a ball at Adam, who instinctively deflects it with his arm. It bounces off a fair distance, into a hoop, and hits an unexpecting bystander underneath. Everyone is clearly surprised. Adam nonchalantly says, I'm not clowning. I'm balling. Everyone freaks out. Kids run up to him and pat him on the back, and others are shouting stuff at him. From the window, Steve sees his son surrounded by kids. See, look at that, Mary. I told you, he's a social kid. You just gotta give him a minute. Hmm. Cut to kitchen. Hey, kiddo. Saw that you were talking to some kids down at the park. Looks like you're making friends. Mom. Sorry, Adam. I, I just want you to be having fun, you know? I know, Mom. It's not that I don't want to be included or anything. I just... I, I just like books a lot. It sounds... I don't know, it sounds kind of bad to say, but if I could just stay inside and, and read books all day, I'd be really happy. Don't you think you'd miss people from your school? What about, what about girls? Don't you wish you had a girlfriend or anything? That, that Carol Ann seems, mom, sorry, but you, you really don't? I just like reading. I get a lot out of it, too. A lot of the time I feel like, like I connect with every character. They go through all these amazing journeys and adventures that are fascinating. 
But the true story is within what they learn. Like, how the experience changes them for the best. In turn, I learn the lesson as well and become that better person. I don't know. It, it just feels right. Cut to school. Adam sitting in class, nose deep in a book. The attractive cheerleader girl next to him leans over. Hey, Adam, I saw that video of you at the park. That was pretty cool. He finishes the sentence in the book. Oh, thanks. He turns back to the book. She shrugs and turns back to her friends. Cut to cafeteria. Adam's alone at lunch. A small squirrely kid comes up and sits right next to him. Hey, Adam, I'm Charlie. A lot of kids call me Chatter Charlie because I talk a lot, but they also call me Charlie the Cunt because I talk too much. Anyways, saw that video and it seems like you got potential, kid. I think if you really want to keep this momentum, you got to keep the presence up. Maybe I could make some calls, get a few remixed memes out on the interwebs, and we might have a hit? Maybe, but you gotta be fully with me on this one. Now let's talk percentages. What? What are you talking about, kid? Not to be rude, but I'm trying to read this book, man. Books, 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 that's all I hear from you, kid. This is, this is the first time we've talked. I'm just saying, you're gonna want somebody on your side in all this. Somebody with you from the beginning, through thick and thin, keeping you... In what? What are you talking about? You don't... You don't know? Adam clearly gives an unknowing look. That video of you making that basket's getting pretty big around the school. At least, for normal kids who have Twitter. It's kind of a big deal. Adam stares at Charlie. The bell rings. Cut to class. Adam's reading the book, and we overhear the teacher. Alright kids, well we can wrap up a little early today. Make sure you do chapter 4 to 6 tonight. And, oh, remember, tonight's volunteering is not optional. Beat the game by 5 to help set up and run concessions. Adam rolls his eyes. But it just got pregnant. I need to know what happens. See you kids there. Adam's in the parking lot at 4. He's not a late person, and he wanted some time to read before the game. An annoying tapping on the window interrupts him. Adam, Adam, you gotta see this. He rolls down the window. Charlie, can, can you just leave me alone? I'm trying to read, okay? Charlie reaches through the window to unlock the door and climbs in. What are you doing? Look, man. He pulls up his phone, scrolling through Twitter. Every other video seems to be of Adam and the clowning video. Quick sounds from each video play as he scrolls. I'm not clowning. I'm balling. Wham, 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 wham. So the physics behind the clowning video are nearly impossible, and most likely faked. If you look here... Why are you clowning? Why are you always clowning? Charlie's about to burst. You're huge, man! This is it! This is big time! We're gonna be famous! We have to figure out getting you on the Ellen DeGeneres show, hosted by Eric Andre. Then maybe we start a website, sell some merch. We've got a bright future ahead, man. We're never clowning again, only balling from here out. Charlie's voice started to fade in the background, as Adam kept scrolling on the phone and seeing himself. Poorly edited video after stupidly formatted meme. He didn't know how to react. He looked back at his book, then at the phone. Hold on. Adam, you good man? You look a little pasty. Adam steps out of the car into the sunlight. Cars start to pull in around him, and he hears the team practicing in the background. Charlie gets out and walks around to stand by him. He starts with a softer tone. Hey man, I I know this isn't you, 
I know you don't really know me, but I'm very aware of popularity within the school and I rank you and I around on the same scale. I know I'm annoying and I hate to group you in with me, but I think it's true. I see you reading and brushing off people like you don't care and I've always been jealous of that attitude. However, you, your life's about to change and I don't think your books are going to help you with this one. Y you might need a friend. Adam glances over at the little fella and finds this serious side kind of humorous. <laughs> oh, Charlie. What, man? I'm trying to be real with you right now. Don't laugh. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. Um, I think I'm just starting to see your value. Charlie looks up at him and gives him a big grin. Quick cut. Adam and Charlie are walking into the high school stadium. Family, friends, annoying sixth graders, all crowded around the area for the game. Adams brought his book in to read, figuring there'd be some free time while he was involuntarily volunteering. Before they even get to the ticket booth, Adam sees people staring at him, pointing and laughing. The cutest little baby child timidly approaches him and tugs on his jeans. Excuse me, sir? Adam looks around. Can you please, please sign my basketball? It mean a lot. Uh, yeah, kid. Uh, no problem, I guess. My signature's kind of whack, but alright. He slowly traces his name on the ball. One day, I hope to be as ballin' as you. The kid giggles and runs off. Well, that was fucking weird. Charlie responds. Better get used to it, man. I, I still don't think you understand the scope of this whole thing. I, I don't even understand it, really. They continue to the volunteer tent, but apparently the little kid was the breaking of the seal. Adam! Hey! Adam! What's up, ballin' boy? The crowd began to form around him. It felt like he was being pushed around, tugged left and right. Ow! Hey! Watch it! Take it easy! He somehow pushed his way through the mob into a nearby porta potty. His phone buzzes. It's a random number, and he rejects the call. Immediately, his phone lights up again. This time, it's his mom. Adam? Sweetie, what's happening? There's people outside, and the home phone has been ringing nonstop for the past hour. Something about you bawling out? What does that even mean? Mom, I have no idea. I, I think I accidentally got internet famous. Oh, honey. Well, that's, that's a good thing, right? I mean, this, this could open up some paths. Maybe bring some new people into your life. Right then, Adam looked down at his book. Not only had it been folded and torn, the first half of the book was completely gone. I don't know, Mom. Uh, I just don't know. I, I think I need a minute. I, I have to go. Talk to you soon. Adam, are you sure? Mom. Okay, I, I love you. Love you too. He sits down on the toilet with an exasperated sigh. A voicemail pops up on his phone. Hey, Adam, congrats on the viral video. Uh, you may not believe this, but I'm Jimmy Kimmel, and we're thinking you'd be a great guest to have alongside Beyonce next week. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity you got here, kid. Take advantage of it. Call me back. Please, call me back. Actually, I'll call you back. Don't worry about it. His phone began buzzing again. Adam rejects it but another one comes in right after. He clicks the button again, but another call starts. He turns on airplane mode and sticks it inside his pocket. Then he realizes something. The crowd outside seemed to quiet down. Hmm. 
I guess a toilet really is a safe space. He glances at the book again. A line stands out to him. Life is like a wheel. Sooner or later, it always come around to where you started again. He looked around the porta potty with intense curiosity. A clipping of a local paper reads, In a strange turn of events, the body of Adam Erlinger was found this morning, floating among the city's sewage. The circumstances of death were extremely unusual, and the specific cause is still unknown to the public. Sources report that Erlinger, at the ripe age of 16, had gone internet viral in a video that was meant to purport a form of cyberbullying. According to a very annoying friend of Adam's, he just loved reading. After the kid got famous, he had no safe space for his favorite activity. Even his parents couldn't help but try to capitalize on the fame. Further investigation shows that the body was found with circus-like painting on the face. The explanation for this may possibly be uncovered in a nearby makeshift haven located in the sewers, where Adam had apparently deemed to be safe. Many books were found in the area, but perhaps scarier and more relevant was what was written on the wall in feces. I'll clown if I want to. Story continued on page five. Yeah, so what'd you think? Did you have fun? Was it a good time? Just the two stories, nothing too bad. You know, I just didn't want to waste your time and I wanted to do something special and here we are. And also there's a whole lot of editing. Anyways, I had fun writing those stories and reading them to you and I hope you enjoyed them. Thanks for listening. Happy 50th to me. And thank you, I love you, amen, okay, bye. Spin it, spin it, spin it, spin it, and I hit it with it, and I bin it, and I bin it, and I shin it in it.